Adam Cravens, and Jane Ellen watch more movies each month than most people do in a year. Parental Guidance Suggested reviews new movies in theaters with no spoilers promise. These film nerds know their stuff. Hello and welcome to Parental Guidance Suggested. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. And you continue to go to the movie theater. I'm I'm dangerous like that. You can you ask my grandma. I did all all manner of dangerous things when I was a kid. <laughs> danger so, danger's my middle name. Uh, apparently. I changed it. Danger. Danger Mouse. And you went to see one of your favorite actors of all time. And I, I will tell you, I was a little disappointed that the world was not underwater or there was no postman um, in, in any of this. Um, he was not uh, princing thieves. Um, mm. No no manner of that anywhere. Uh, but it, it did feel a lot like a Western, which I think is is almost intentional. Like you can almost describe that Kevin Costner is the the actor in question and uh, Let Him Go is the movie uh, we're referring to. I can I can almost literally describe any Kevin Costner movie as um he has to kill someone and there were horses. Mm-hmm. Um that's that's literally I think every movie that he's ever been in. Like even Waterworld, which was about a world covered in water mm-hmm. at one point had horses. I which know. which you would think would be in very short supply in a world that was of water. So it's called Let Him Let Go. Let Him Go. Not not like the Disney song. Or let it let it go. Let him <laughs> go. Not not related to that at all. Let him go. Let him go. So um from watching the trailer, this just reminded me of it's not Liam Neeson and it's not his daughter. If you will look back at a good deal of Liam Neeson, Mel Gibson, and Kevin Costner's filmography, those guys love some revenge. Like Mel Gibson's uh, Payback or Braveheart. Really just big, big epic revenge stories. Kevin Costner more than once has decided he need to kill somebody because of something that they did to him. And Liam Neeson... I'm not even going to go into because that's 17, 18 films worth of mm-hmm. I'm going to have to kill you because reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, more or less what has happened here. Um, the film takes place in, I believe, Montana. it's well, the, the time period. Oh, oh, it's the uh, like, I believe it's late 50s, uh, early 60s. Um, a good portion of this could have easily have been moved to the Old West. Um, which I think is what attracts first and foremost, Kevin Costner goes, could I translate this into a Western? He didn't direct it. He didn't write it, but it has a lot of themes you see in uh, Western times. Like all you would have to do is get rid of like their, I'm assuming it's like a 57 Chevy or something like that. Um, just put them on a wagon and change a couple of like get rid of the paved roads. This thing could have easily have been told in 1885 as opposed to like 1956 or Mm -hmm. 1957. Um, They have a son who passes unnaturally early. Um, It's just an accident, but they are left caring for uh, his widow and their son. Mm -hmm. Now, Diane Lane um, takes a liking to her grandson, as most grandmothers do. Mm -hmm. Eventually, Mm -hmm. she gets uh, remarried, not Diane Lane, the... uh, the widow, and she notices one day that uh, the the new husband is a little bit physical, and I don't mean with affection. Mm-hmm. Um, the boy, um, the the grandson, uh, does something, and he he grabs him by the arm. Um, he kind of smacks him. Uh, you start seeing the the widow now his wife uh, trying, to, basically telling him, "Don't you know? Don't do that to my son." And he just backhands her. 
mm-hmm. right there. This makes Diane Lane incredibly uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, you know, her her daughter-in-law and her grandson. And uh, so she, she doesn't immediately tell her husband because he's Kevin Costner and Kevin Costner solves things by shooting it. Yes. And I don't mean like warning shots shooting it. I mean, he shoots it in the head. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you're a horse and you have to be put down, you're getting it in the head. If you happen to be a uh, somebody that's uh, got land that you want to let uh, your cattle graze on and you start killing his cattle, Kevin Costner's going to shoot you in the head. So she doesn't immediately tell him. She decides she's going to go see them at uh, their their humble apartment um, just because she wants to check up on them. Well, as it turns out, they've moved. They're no longer there. Ah. They haven't told them where they're going. Um, they didn't say goodbye. Uh, nothing. So she becomes concerned, packs up for a considerable trip. Uh, Kevin Costner comes back in, sees that his wife is packed up, and... Uh, Looks a little bit confused about everything. Mm-hmm. She gives him the rundown on Elle, and he goes, you didn't see fit to tell me this? And she goes, I'm telling you now. <laughs> um, D- D- Diane Lane is a, a delightful actress on the caliber of Michelle Pfeiffer. Most of this film is owned by Kevin Costner and Diane Lane, and their chemistry is is the special effect nice. of this movie. She is irascible, like Kevin Costner is stoic and grumpy. So, I, I want to say, it sounds like you're describing Sally Fields 30 years ago. Uh, basically, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, I mean, the two of them are just delightful, like in this movie. And in any other, like, t- if this film had been released a year ago, this thing would have opened third or fourth, like, to... P- Probably, and I'm not disrespecting a Marvel movie or some sort of superhero film or something that's packed with a lot of action. As it is, like this kind of movie doesn't usually get the spotlight because it's 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 a character piece, like it's a drama. Mm-hmm. Like there's no like airplanes, like there's no base explosions like anywhere. Nothing exploding real good. Well, mm. all right, there is an explosion or two, but it's not it's not a base explosion. Like Will Smith isn't like woo ha haing like mm-hmm. at any point during any of these explosions, but. Films like this are, you really do get to see actors shine, like uh, uh, Unhinged. Russell Crowe was very much the store of that movie, or the, the, the center of that movie, and like his performance is center stage. You don't get to do that as much in a world where like you have to be a $100 million something in order to get noticed. Kevin Costner, like, like I said, his and Diane Lane's performance here are what is the selling point of this movie because you can tell as they're building and building Kevin Costner is going to get angry about this and he's going to have to take matters into his own hands and it's not because he's going to talk his wife out of whatever she's wanting to do because Diane Lane is way too headstrong and sure of herself and she knows that her husband loves her just enough to do whatever it is that she wants and by God that's what happens you're listening to parental guidance suggested brought to you by Hinson Oakley family dentistry Jane Ellen talking with Adam Cravens about what's in theaters movies actually are in theaters and let him go I was gonna say bring him back let him go <laughs> that's the sequel. Is the movie <laughs> let that's, him go bring that's him a back. sequel <laughs> <laughs> so I assume I assume there is some manner of a shootout or maybe a is there a a chase on a horse, maybe, or there there are horses. Um, I don't know that it's a horse chase. There is some uh, intentional galloping. Uh, mm-hmm. There is shooting. Um, there's some fire, and uh, Kevin Costner points his gun at people. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say that 
this didn't play out exactly as I had in my head. It's apparently based on a novel, I'm assuming, of the same name. Mm -hmm. It doesn't play out exactly like I assume every Kevin Costner movie like is going to. Um, there are some dramatic turns, like there are some brilliant performances. But all of the, the set pieces that you expect in a film like this are there. But there are some narrative surprises that I don't want to give away. Because even as a fan of Costner and just like, you know, dramatic interesting films in general i i don't like spoiling that for the individual that you know may not be aware of the source material mm -hmm. or, ha or hasn't seen it yet so it sounds like you enjoyed this i here's the thing about me and kevin costner movies like i i that's right you the, liked Waterworld. they're 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 my children um i i love all of them like i even kevin costner's bad movies I still enjoy and have watched more than once. Like I have the special edition steelbook 4k edition of Waterworld, And I'm assuming just me and Kevin Costner's mom probably are the only two that own mm -hmm. that right there. Um, I, I, I think I saw him probably first in, I want to say Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, or maybe it was like the TV cut of Untouchables. No, you saw him first in The Big Chill because he played the corpse well, over the titles. I'm talking about when I saw him like yeah. at first. I eventually went back and saw that movie, but that's not a film I saw like when I was four it, or five. he was acting. Well, and he, he did give a performance that was cut for the theatrical release like of it. But yeah, we if you saw that movie, you saw Kevin Costner. You that's just may right. not have realized that you saw him there. And I don't know why I still know that. Uh, b because that's the kind of things that stick around in our brains. Like the all of like, you know, important facts like addresses, like numbers, mm -hmm. uh, people's birthdays, um stuff like that. Uh, did I brush my teeth? Those things go away. But I can I can give you stupid useless facts about Kevin Costner movies <laughs> un, until the cows come home. Uh, for, for better or for worse. Do you recommend going to the theater to see this? Even if you are not a diehard fan of Kevin Costner, which I admittedly am, like if you would have plugged in like Tommy Lee Jones, like into this role or like another, this you don't have to be a Costner fan in order to, I also love Tommy Lee Jones. Man, I love old grumpy men. I just. Well, you always want to be one. I you're, do. You're Man, approaching it. That's probably what it is. Like, I just, I see what I want to be. Like, it's, and I, I I'm just like, ooh, I'm going to, I'm going to start emulating their, their grumpy mannerisms. <laughs> that'll, that'll be fun. Even if you are not a diehard Kevin Costner fan, uh, you, you can very much like enjoy this film. If you're wanting like a bunch of car chases and like people jumping out of airplanes or like superpowers, you, you're going to come up wanting. But if you want a good, like dramatic, engaging story, it doesn't overstay. It's welcome. Like I, I didn't find myself bored during this film. It, it engages you. It's interesting. And like this is the kind of film that you almost don't get to see anymore in theaters or you probably will until people start going back in droves and they can make back the 200, 300 million dollar budgets. This is going to be the kind of film that we're going to see uh, in theaters until covid Bray or whatever is going to happen with that. These are the kind of films they're modestly budgeted mm -hmm. um, that you can hypothetically make your money back by re releasing it in theaters. And I think this formula in and of itself works so well because if if someone were to take my children and I don't have grandchildren, but if I did, but I mean, you if can. If they were to take them, well, that would be their mistake. Well, I also I don't like. Uh, I, I don't know what it's like to have grandchildren, but I have children and I'm sitting there going, well, if somebody took one of them or I saw them backhand them, 
I would be upset about it. Oh, yeah. I understand his frustration. Yes. And I probably wouldn't be as calm and reasonable as I just sounded like I was. It's very easy to understand the feelings in a movie like this. Now, I also understand what it's like to travel through space and time, like all the other movies I watch. But this... This works. Be converted into energy, then Mm -hmm. transported down to a planet and turned back into matter. Yeah, Yeah. I I get all that. This works because I think it's relatable. And I just hope that the backhander got his comeuppance and then some. You you don't get to be in a Kevin Costner movie and not get your comeuppance. Like, I'm, I'm reasonably certain that contractually he has that written into everything that he signs like sean bean contractually must die in the movie and costner just, must certain, deliver comeuppance and he's he's just like we're not going to say exactly how but comeuppance before the credits roll or in the intended sequel will happen and they're like mm-hmm. oh yeah sure Kel, yeah, go ahead we got it so anyway uh in theaters i i read something that i thought you would be delighted by Waterworld 2 no postman 2 Jurassic World Dominion Dominion. has wrapped. Yes. And will be in theaters, not this coming June, but June of 2022. So my question to you, will we be going to theaters to see it? I mean, I I also assumed that by this point... We would you would start seeing those films like Black Widow or Wonder Woman Uh 84 or uh, No Time to Die. You would have started seeing those come back in Um, in a in a perfect world. Yeah. Like we're going to see that movie in 2022. Um, I, I, I don't. I don't know how we get through this. I don't mm-hmm. know when we get through this because it's already altered a considerable amount of the timetable. I assumed we'd be on. Um. I've seen the the cast pictures of the the original Jurassic Park uh, crew in there, which excites me to no yeah. end. Um, but I, I mean, as much as I want to see that, I also want to see Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. the new Ghostbusters. Like I, there, I, I want to see all of those movies, and I, I think you and I have even indicated it on this podcast before. What is okay? Let's let's say that 2022, it like we we've conquered it all. There's 52 blockbusters. All of them, like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, they're just, they're log jammed right now. Like, I mean, does it become like, we have to go to the movies every night and every night it's spectacular or let's say June of 2022, are we the people even wanting to go to a theater to watch a movie or has that died out like a, a beta tape? Well, I mean, whether or not we want that experience, if theaters do not catch something considerable and it, again, it's something else we've talked about. I think they've indicated AMC has enough money to get to, January. I think, December or January. That you're, uh, everything has been, I think Disney also recently took off uh, Death on the Nile mm-hmm. and uh, Free Guy, though the, the Ryan Reynolds inside a video game movie. Both of those have been shifted to at least 2021. Uh, Wonder Woman 84, which is supposed to launch on Christmas Day, um, I, I don't believe it's going to keep that date. Mm-hmm. And without a tenant style or a tenant size movie to try to push people back in there, there may not be a theater to go see this at unless something happens. Right. I It will be interesting because, of course, we don't know. But if things don't normalize, let's say, within six months, I don't think that theaters will be able to sustain themselves 
And so then let's say for a year you have theaters not working because they couldn't sustain themselves. So then I think maybe an, either one or the other will happen. Either everyone will go, oh, yeah, I can go back to a theater and everything's awesome and it will be just a, a new life for theater going. Which, or it's going to be, we just don't do that anymore. I honest to goodness, I, I think you do eventually see the shutdown of films. And whenever that happens, I think you see... Netflix, Amazon, uh, Disney, Warner Brothers, someone is going to step in because they're they're not going to lose that revenue stream right there. Mm -hmm. And like D Disney, even though they're eating a whole lot of like money right now, they've got enough money that they can just go, OK, well, you guys are shut down. This is bargain basement. Yeah, we'll buy AMC mm -hmm. or like, you know, the government steps in and goes, well, you can't just own it by yourself. So like Warner, like Sony and Disney are all like, OK, then we own, you know, a three part stake in this right here somebody is going to have to step in and purchase this and whenever things do turn around but there's no way studios let that you know 700 million dollar you know 1.5 billion like 2.7 billion dollar revenue stream just go away mm -hmm. like we've got i don't know what is it 17 avatar movies that are about <laughs> to be released like james cameron has spent the last like if james cameron himself has to just go in and buy theaters. He'll be like, by God, I am showing this. I have been sitting on this <laughs> for 11 years. You're telling me it's not going to go to theater? Like, fine, I'll just buy it. My Here's Titanic money. I think I've got it on me. Do you It'll take a check? interesting to see what happens. Anyway, uh, let him go. Let him go. Or, or does he do it like Gan? At any point, does someone yell, let him go? I don't think so. Actually, I, I'm disappointed. I don't. I don't know. Maybe it was in the book. Um, I mean, it's implied that they want him to let him go, but I don't think at any point nobody dramatically like you know staff pounds and just like you will let him go. Like it, it, it doesn't happen hmm. at any no. point, for better or for worse. Anyway, let him go is in theaters now. Thank you for listening to Parental Guidance Suggested. I'm Jane Ellen, and I'm Adam Craven. You've been listening to Parental Guidance Suggested. Download your favorites and keep up with new episodes in the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center.